This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Coming to you live from the Rising Sun Hotel in South Melbourne, in the South Melbourne heartland, boys. I am joined by co-host Madison Clark. How are you, Mads? How good is this? Oh, if it's not, this is better than Christmas Day. If but, grand final week is better than Christmas Day, I'm telling you right but now. But it's just worked out so perfectly. We've got a day off today. May she rest in peace. Uh, and we've got a day off tomorrow. It just could not have worked out any better, Deep. So good, Matt. So good. And we have the pleasure of uh, the one and only Noah Hayden joining us as well. The VFL special Aficionado. comments. Aficionado. <laughs> That's the right word. How are you, Noah? Doing excellent. I can't wipe the smile off my face. This <laughs> is an incredible atmosphere. And uh, to be here with you boys on grand final week, unreal. Have you been here before, Noah? Have yeah, I been here with he you? Was, oh, of course you have. He came, came what to a the Adelaide peanut. <laughs> what a peanut. What Good a day start, that Mads. was. Yeah, it was so unreal good. against Adelaide round uh, 17, I want to say, a bit later on in the year. Excellent game. So good. Now, boys, if you didn't know, we are in the bloody granny. We play on Saturday afternoon against the Cats. We've given ourselves every opportunity. And if I have to say it again, maybe I might have to drill it through these official people at SEN and these official places because they're not listening to the potty boys because our best is the best in the competition. Have not given us a chance. And Debel, that is the way we like it. Yeah, look, you look back when we've been underdogs. We're underdogs 2005, 2012. What happened in those years? I tend to think that we won both of those, Debs, would I be correct? Where we did, did, Noah. Where did we finish on the ladder in those years? I think it was third place in 05, third place in 012. And where did we finish this year? Was it third, Debs? Third place, Noah. So do I need to build it up any more, guys? Look, I, it speaks for itself. This is an unreal week. Um, oh, I'm still shocked that we're here. I was crying at the at the game last week. Yeah. Um, those last few seconds, yeah. I was head in hands. Talk to us about your experience of uh, watching the prelim. Because our, our experience is well documented. Yes. Right, there, were, there were tears with us, Noah. So, yeah, so give yes, us yours. All around. Um, we're at um, Uncle Rod's house, around the big TV. Yes. A couple of the uncles there. Um, and... Yeah, look, the whole game was great. We played the way that we expect our Swans to play. Um, and later in that game, I knew, even though we were up by 20, I knew that Collingwood were going to make their fight back. They've been doing it all year. Yeah. Um, but I did fully believe that we'd hold on. And with those last few seconds when that ball was running to the running to the go- towards the goals, um, look, we were all standing up. We were around the TV. I was head in hands. I, I could barely watch. I was feeling sick. And yeah. When Mills got it across the line, we started screaming yeah. in the house out in uh, Glen Iris. We were home. We were <laughs> home. But, mate, yeah, it was amazing up there. It got us through to a granny, and it's all about this Saturday, boys. How's the, the vibe? How's the week progressed for you, Mads? Well... I, I would say, yeah. Look, as, as it always is, you know, I just want to be in full Swannies mode. And I feel like now being here at the Rising Sun... I can comfortably be in full Swannies mode. It's, it's harder when you're when you're sort of working. This is why I say the day off's bloody perfect, Deeps, because it gives you the the opportunity to to go full on into the week. Because to me, the anticipation of the grand final is 
it's sacred to me. I think it's, you know, you haven't won. You haven't lost. Everything is possible. Everything. Dable, I want all of it. Give me all of it. I want every single little bit of it, Mads. The boys have progressed so well this year that it's... (laughs) Dare I say it? It's it's been like a big body of water Some building. Sort of, oh, and, water I, is, and I said I said to Madison today, I said we are at the stage of that body water event where the water is getting sucked out. Oh. Right? And then it's starting to build. It comes to tomorrow, Friday. You got the parade, you got the fans there, you see everyone hold up the cup, and then it comes to Saturday. And it, and it hits. The Swannies are going to come to the party. We're going to get it done. I've got full confidence in the boy in the boys to get it done. It's uh, it's a huge bloody week. It's it's so good. And how good have our boys been this year to get get us here? As we've said, our best is the best in the comp. But it's the ability to do this over a sustained period of time. Over the last what have we got? Nine wins in a row. Nine in a row, Matt. And with such a such a good spread of contribution from from everyone. I mean, we're not just talking... This isn't just Buddy turning it on. This isn't just Heaney turning it on. This is guys like Ryan Clark, right? Rizzle, Dizzle. This is Ryan Your man, Clark. Noah. Your man. Can you imagine Ryan Sam Clark with a premiership medallion around his neck? I'm still struggling to fathom it, it myself. It would just <laughs> be absolutely berserk. Berserk, Mads. And, and, and that's, what we've, that's what I've loved about this year. Yeah. You know, it's your bottom six wins your flags. It does. At the end of the day. And, and we've said that at the start of the year, and it's everyone is just playing their role. And I, lo- I love talking about that Tuesday, Mads. It's, it's the evenness of our team. You know, with Geelong, you're still talking about the superstars. You're talking about your Dangerfields having to play well. You're talking about your Tom Stewart's having to, you know, dominate down back. Yep. You don't have to worry about that with us. Everyone's going to cover for each other. You look at the, the disposals in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you got, Warner gets up there, Parker gets up there, Mills gets up there. But you're only having 24. You don't need someone to have 35 and kick a news, couple. Newsflash. If Cameron, Hawkins and... Um, Who's the backman? You've got me. Tom Stewart. Tom Stewart. Have a shocker. They're not winning a game. 100%. Well, this is the thing. Geelong, Cameron and Hawkins have to kick six to seven goals for them to win. Yeah. That's the way I see it. If we keep them to three or four, I think we comfortably win the game. Matchups. Yeah. Let's get in. Let's let's, let's dive in. Let's go. We're in the granny. Come on. What, we, what are you thinking for Tomahawk? Tomahawk's an interesting one to match up on. Yeah, it's Tom McCartan. It's Tom McCartan. It's Tom McCartan. For yours, David. For, for mine, Mads. It's, it's Tom McCartan. It's a no-brainer. He's done the job before, and he just matches up on, on him well. There's not too many people who can say they've taken Tom Hawkins to the cleaners. Uh, you know, three out of the last four games. I think he kicked two on in one game. That's a sort of par-par. But the last two, round three, I think he only kicked that one berserk goal from the uh, the most casual goal that in footy. the we most saw. casual goal yeah. I've ever seen in my life. That was the only goal he kicked for that game. And I'm just... Tommy is the perfect matchup for Tom Hawkins. Mads, do you agree? I do. I do in parts. I, I, just, I just think Rampy... 
I, I really, really trust Rampy. So do I. I trust yeah. Rampy to be with Tom because when Tom gets on a lead, have you seen the man's tree trunk legs? When he gets going, he's he can he can move. And I just feel like Rampy is wily enough to always stay with him. There's always a fist there. Yeah, and uh, see, it's funny you bring up those points, Mads, because that's why I think he matches so well on Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, right. Because Jeremy Cameron's got the, the ability to work up the ground, you know, play that, that focal point, but also work back hard. Rampy's got the engine. Rampy's got the speed. So... You know, it's. Yeah. I think Rampy goes to him. Yeah, I like it. It's for so Cameron, okay. we're on Cameron. On Cameron. So yeah. Rampy yeah. on Cameron, and you're thinking Tom McCartan. What do you think? Yeah, Noah? what do you think, Noah? I'm a touch concerned. I like McCartan, Tom McCartan on Tomahawk. However, I think I don't think Paddy's right for Jeremy Cameron. Uh, they match up well size wise, but I just don't think he's quite I the would, lockdown. I defender. would rather I would rather Paddy on Tom Hawkins rather than Jeremy Cameron. See, if what if you swap it the other way? You go Tom McCartan. I like him deeper with uh, Jeremy Cameron, being that Cameron's a bigger body. Yeah, and look, I, th- I think physically uh, Tommy Mac can match that, and yeah, I think Rampy can handle Tomahawk. He gets up the ground though. Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, Tomahawk's a bigger rig than Cameron. You know, Easily. if he's playing deep, you know, you gotta have T Mac. You yeah. gotta have T Mac. Yeah. And then I think I think Paddy may be sort of worrying about Rowan when he comes back. Yep. Yeah, that's no, yeah, I, that, accurate. He, I was always thinking. Obviously he's gonna have him covered for pace. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's where it, it's one. I'm so confident in our midfield. To get it done. Our midfield's better than their midfield. Our midfield Flat stick. Our midfield is the best in the comp. Yep. It's it's gone from strength to strength. And when they announced themselves was the qualifying final. Like how good was that? They took Petrarca, they took Oliver, yep. and they took him to the cleaners and we win by four goals. James Rowbottom, Chad Warner. Boys, we go toe-to-toe with them. Mills mm. takes care of Dangerfield. He was sensational last week, Danger. But uh, uh, Millsy, if we haven't said it once, we'll say it bloody again. Millsy is the best two-way mid in the comp. The best two-way mid in there. Yeah, Absolutely. There's no bloody doubt, mate. So It's not a question. It's not. But yeah, it's... it's so a, you reckon Mills and Danger? Mills, Danger, head-to-head. You know, Parker, in and under. Who, 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 Robot on the same. Yeah, Rowie. Who are the other midfielders we got to worry about? You know... Blitzkav, Blitzars, he's going to be the interesting one because he sort of, what he's been doing is taking the ruck tap out yeah. and then doubling back as the sort of seventh defender. Well, I mean, I guess this is why it's such a, uh, such a big game for Tom Hickey with an injury cloud over Sam Reid. You've got Ray Stanley... You know, you got Blake Havs and Pinch hits as well. Yeah. But, and, and yes, they're not the best ruck duo going around. Yeah. However, with both of them fully fit, Tom Hickey has a lot on his plate. And, Absolutely. And Tom Hickey is in some sort of form, boys. Isn't Tom Hickey in some sort of form? I can see Big Mick Hickey. Michael uh, Hickey's down here. Down there. We're just giving your boy a shout out, Mick. So. <laughs> Uh, he, um, he's played two of the biggest finals that I've seen from a, a ruckman in modern time. 125 plus ranking points twice 
in a qualifying final and in a prelim final. But, but he hits the scoreboard deeps and he takes contested marks. Yeah, he, he's, he's that was the ultimate journeyman ruckman. But it's it's his clearance work for me, Mads. That's what's yeah, been impressive around me the most. Ground. He's got this little move that he's pulling at the moment where he's sort of outbodying his ruckman. And then getting the clearance and gaining meterage. It's it's underrated in this competition. Yep. If it was anyone else doing it, it would probably be headline news, right? But Tom Hickey has been sensational, and he is going to be... They're going to... Geelong have to worry about Tom Hickey. Have to. Like, his influence in these past two finals have been dead set massive, Mads. Dead set massive. Enormous. With um, Blitzarves' whole role of moving back after the hit out, um, do you think that... That might actually be an opportunity for Hickey to create space. He usually loses his man. He can find some scoreboard impact, which I know both we, you boys we, are fond we of. We love a little we bit of scoreboard impact. Love Absolutely. scoreboard impact. And um, I just think that that's that, that could work to our uh, favour there. Yeah, it's a good you point you bring up because they're going to have to worry about him. Blitz just can't run off Hick. You know, no. Hick's going to hurt you around the ground. And, and as you say, Mads, he's a good contested grab. So it's been it, incredible in the air. It's, it's a big thing for Geelong he that hurt, they have to worry about. He hurt Cox last week. Yeah. So he hurt Cox yeah. last week big time. Yeah. Mm. And and Darcy Cameron and, you know, they took him to the cleaners. Hicks has been – probably has, we haven't given him enough kudos in the last two weeks, I don't think. But One of our most important players, if not five. the most important player, some of those marks. Structurally, do you remember how, how utterly concerned we got? when he was injured. Yeah. That's how you know how important, how important he is. Exactly right. He is a critical cog to our, mm. our flag chances. You're absolutely yeah. right, Mads. Yeah. Um, now, with our rucking situation, this whole Sam yeah. Reed cloud, yeah, let's dive I've, in. I've, I've heard, you know, around my office and around, just around about on the, on the socials that people are finally understanding Sam Reed is extremely important to our side yeah. in the back half of our year and going into this grand final. Does he play if he's 75, 80%? No. 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 For, for mine, Noah. For yours, Mats. And also Abs- for mine. Absolutely not. No. You, there are so many examples of taking underdone players into grand finals mm. and it just going to absolute shit. Especially, you can't do it. Especially with a, a soft tissue injury. If you've got something broken or, you know, a broken rib or something like that, you know, give it a jab, you don't feel it, it's okay. But when you've got a tear in a muscle or a strain in a muscle, it's only going to get worse. If Sam Reid is 80%, Sam Reid does not play. So I was listening to Dr. Peter Larkins on SEN Hawaii, and he actually said his point was Holmes is probably more likely to play than Reid. However... You can actually jab what Reed's got. A hip flexor. Right. Oh, he said, adductor, you, he adductor. said you can yeah, jab you that, and he could he could be okay. But again, does that give you confidence? It do, it, it does and it doesn't. I'm still because what if he what if he hurts it in the first quarter? Yeah, yeah we're down a guy. You're, and that you're hurts down a guy. Across three quarters. It's, it's not good. You can if you're in the third quarter and somebody's. You know, got a knock, not feeling great. You can activate that medical sub, but if you don't have him, you can't. You, can. you yeah. don't. You do not. We need to be able to run out this game. We need to be able to mm. run over Geelong, and it's going to be very hard to do that when we're a man down. So the, the talk around the town and the talk that I'm hearing on your socials, we are on your Instagram and we are on yeah. your Facebook. So do, do jump on them. But what I'm hearing is. 
Logan McDonald could be making way for Hayden McLean, and it's purely Jeez. purely on form. Which I, if you if you're looking at it pound for pound, I Logan did not touch it in the first half last week. I think he was relatively good after half time. He had his six touches, kicked a goal, took a mark, but. It's it's obviously been spoken about. What do you, what do you think with that lineup? And say Sam Reid doesn't play, where do you think we're going selection wise? We'll know in a couple of hours, but love to hear your thoughts, boys. Uh, I'll jump straight in. I first of all with the Reid situation, if he isn't good enough to play, I'm actually a little bit more. If I, if he is eighty percent, I'd be more willing to roll the dice just because of the head on the shoulders. I think that our system requires brains and bringing in someone who isn't used to it yet, like a McLean or an Amadi, it could leave a hole in our system and I think that could hurt us too much. Yeah. Um, so I'd almost be, I'd be maybe a bit more on the side of if he's maybe almost there, I'd be happy in, with him in the team. If he's not almost there, Amadi's the obvious choice for me, for mine, lads. For, for yours. yours. No. Yeah. Um, He's, his tackle pressure he's shown in the resis across the year and in the seniors has been excellent. He's a great pinch hitter. He showed that against the Doggies early on, that game we lost. And I just think that that matches well enough. I just don't... And the marking's great as well. I just don't know if he's got his head around the system like Sam Reid does. Yeah. And that, that's important for me. But you, you, were a, you were a McLean fan from VFL days, right? Yeah, yes and no. It took me a while to warm up to him. It but did. when I did, I was, I, I was sold on him, um, you know, provided he was playing out the goal square. I love him out the goal see, square. See, I, I see McLean playing a Barry Hall circa 2005. <laughs> Role, yes. you know, just if it's in inside the Ford 50, he's taking the rock, mm. and, yes. and yes. Hickey can rest at that point. Yes. He can rest, okay. And yeah. I, I just think they're very different players. Amadi's a lot more athletic, mm. tackle yes. pressure. Yeah. I think that's what's His under tackle, tackle pressure, pressure. Is huge for Amadi. I don't yeah. know if he brings him in, in as much numbers as as Sam Reid does. We've seen him lay ten tackles in a game, which is huge for a big guy. Yeah. Um, but the tackles that Amadi lays are so hard hitting. So hard. I'm going to bring in Big Phil now. Big, big I'm gonna Phil. I'm going to bring in Big Phil. Big fan of the pod. Okay, so the question is, if you can't hear it, it's bloody loud in here. Um, <clears throat> the question is, if say there was a change, would it be Logan out? Yeah. So, so the talk on the town, Big Phil, is that McLean could be playing for Logan McDonald. So, what, what are your thoughts? Would you there? take McLean or would you take Amadi? Amadi for me. Uh, well, it kind of depends if uh, Reed, whether Reed plays or not. But I think Amadi just gives us that more athleticism. Yeah, especially yeah, like that. in the ruck because we desperately need that. But I wouldn't drop Logan. I think Logan would be quite stiff. Thank you, to, Big to Phil. Get dropped. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know about no. how McLean's form is in the seconds, but. Yeah, I think um, Logan would be very, yeah. very stiff to get dropped. I agree with that. I, I mean, do that not too. want Logan dropped. Neither, there Debs, I said it, Debel. Debs, I want to hear it from you. No, I look, I think it's you really have to dive into the, the second half of last week's game where after half time there was clearly a structural breakdown when Breed, uh, Breed, Breed. Reed yeah. went down. Yep. And that's why they're looking at the Logan, McDonald, McLean, Armadi thing. Yeah. Reed, it's triangle. Yeah, if, if Reed doesn't play, Armadi comes in. 
but it could be Armati and, and McLean yeah, playing with Logan, with making, Logan way. making way as well. That that's the conversation. And if I'm being dead set, look, we we don't. I don't enjoy whacking blokes on here, but Logan's form the last five or six weeks hasn't been up to the the standard. It's been probably subpar, but the team's been that good that you keep everything the same if you don't have yeah. to change If it ain't it. broke, don't fix, fix it, it. Yeah, So yeah. I, I'm sort of... Seriously. I'm sort of on that wavelength. I, I don't want Logan to be dropped, but if it happened, I would totally understand why because after half time on the weekend, the structural breakdown when Reid went down... There, were, there was big issues. It was there. a nightmare. See, I, I'd be more happy to just go the Amati for Reed, like for like swap, and just try and back in Amati as, as much as you can. My my feelings on McLean are that he's very valuable. However, he hasn't been part of the side that's made us what we are at the moment going into this grand final. And bringing him into the side just changes too much. 100% agree. I, I that, that's agree. exactly where I sit. Would we all agree that that would potentially be the only change, surely. In an ideal world, if Reed doesn't play, Armadi comes in. Now, the other question is J-Mac. Now, yeah, this I don't, is a funny I don't actually, one. I didn't actually know. I didn't know until what, today. Yeah, what happened with J-Mac. So, but he, he trained with the main group today. Yep. yep. That Had was, Monday That off. was no problem. But I'm still hearing question marks. Yeah. There are question marks from what I know, but he did roll his ankle against Collingwood, came back on the ground, yeah. for, as, as I know it. Played it out. So just rested him up the Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's the case. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. I'm going to jump in to a big matchup. And I think it could go a couple of ways. There's a few different options. And it's about your man, Noah. Oh. Rizzle Dizzle. Yeah. His role in this back end of the year has been a catalyst to what we've done in, in the back half of the year. Who does Rizzle Dizzle, Ryan Clark, go to for yours? For mine, boys. For, for yours. For mine. This is the easiest call all year. This one, for Rizzle Dizzle, this is the easiest call all year. You're hearing it from me. Thank you. It has to be Tom Stewart. He is has to hands be. down the most important player for Geelong. I don't care where on the ground. He is easily the most important player for Geelong in the midfield, in the forward. It doesn't matter where he is. And I know he plays out the back line. He's a backman. But across the ground, he is their most important guy. Hey, Rizzle Dizzle needs to shut you, him down. Hey, all Rizzle Dizzle does is tag Backman. Yeah, legit. At the end of the day. See, the, the, the other option there is Mitch Duncan. He's a, a really important cog to what they do off half back. But you're 100% right. Mitch Duncan can go into the midfield up, up onto a wing. Yeah. Tom Stewart can't. He's going to play that, the back def- line. that defensive role. Yes, He's probably got him covered in the air, right? Yeah, yeah but, of course. But they create so much off that half back line. Mm. If you, if they haven't got that yeah. cross to Tom Stewart and Rizzle Tizzle's wearing him like a glove, boys. Yeah, it's a, it's gonna it's they, massive. They're gonna have to do something different. To oh win. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's um let's just bring in Patty. Hey Patty, gonna pass it around. I like that. Paddy? Yeah, yeah. We got Paddy live on the pod. Live on, on True Bloods. Now, Paddy, the question is, yep. Rizzle Dizzle, Ryan Clark, yep. who does he go to? I wouldn't mind seeing him going to Tom Stewart off the yeah, half. Yeah, there we that's go. There we go. That's exactly where Tom we're Stewart at. Tom Stewart off the half-back line is too deadly to be left free. I think put Rizzle Dizzle on him for a bit, see how he goes. 
and we go from there. But I think he'll keep him quiet. Yeah, like we that. are in lockstep with you there, yeah. Paddy. Well Good done. on you, Paddy. You want to know on the Mitch Duncan thing as well? Yeah. Best player, best, best, comp, best player in the comp. Best player in, if, in if the comp. If you're a long-time listener of which the podcast, I am, of course I understand. This is a, that's <laughs> no, a great, great little throwback to back in Benny days. <laughs> yes. Um, now Mitch Duncan has been has been great. You know he's found some work down back as well. However, I think the Cats can live without Mitch Duncan. I don't think they can live without Tom Stewart. No, if, yeah. if Mitch, if Tom Stewart is nullified, we win. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple Cheers as that. that. And it, it's funny. It's, I watch a lot of Geelong games because my, my dear mother is a, a mother passionate, Baxter, of course. passionate Geelong supporter. And yeah. her favourite player is Tom Stewart. And Rizzle Dizzle goes to Tom Stewart this week and I think they're not going to have a good time. He, he has done an immense role for our club and it's it's been season-defining. Against uh, that his first game in St Kilda when he took Jack Sinclair out of the game, it was... I don't know why teams don't do it more often. That Take, was massive. Some teams are refused to tag. tag. It's bizarre. It, it's not. It's not under 18s footy where everyone's trying to, you know, make it make players look good. It's about winning games of footy, and we have uh, a flag. 100%. We have a premiership to win, boys. And Ryan Clark is so important Dave, to what I, we're doing. I think you've touched on probably what I think is one of the most important reasons and catalysts for the fact that we're going to win the flag is because we are selfless. You've got Ryan Clark. There's nothing Hollywood about the way Ryan no Clark way. plays. No, he gets six disposals, maybe kicks a goal if he's lucky. But this is a guy who just mm. knows what his role is and will do it for the team. It's as simple as that. This is, it's true. Uh, although I will say, though, the way he acts is very Hollywood. If, you've, if any one of you in the faithful have been down to a VFL match and seen Ryan Clark in the flesh, you'll know he has a bit of Hollywood about him. But I totally agree, it does not translate to his game. His game is, it's dirty, it's not nice to watch. we got Sondo on Sondo on live stream. Oh my Thanks, God. Patty. I have never seen someone so reliable. The that ever is, reliable Sondo. That is a reliable man there if I've ever seen one. <laughs> so good. But boys, there's, uh, there's so many players in our side who can take the game away from the Cats. And it starts with the Hydra up forward. We've got Buddy Franklin. It's funny how much we don't talk about Buddy Franklin on here. But like, he's uh, the best... Player of the modern era. As I said, Debs, yeah. we've we've evolved as a team. See, Buddy Franklin isn't to us what Jeremy Cameron is to Geelong, right? We talk about the Hydra. Yes. We, we can kick goals on you from so many facets. You got Tom Papley. You got Sam Reid. Fingers crossed. You know, you've got Heaney. You got Ryan. Isaac Heaney, the like, all Australian. Will Hayward, who's good for one nearly every week. He's good for two nearly every week, realistically. Yeah. This guy, I mean, that's that's what I'm I think just on that, I think it's a massive day for Will Haywood. Yeah. I think Will Haywood is gonna be a key component to the game. Yeah, look, he is underrated in our side. He, he sort of started to get a little bit of kudos towards the end of the year, but when Wilbur is competing hard, taking grabs, kicking goals, classy finisher, classy player. Huge cog to what we're going to do on the weekend. If, if Wilbur can get up and about, right, they, they've got to put attention into Wilbur. Exactly. Right? As, a third, as a third tall up there. And you've got Heaney floating down there and you're going to have Bud Deep competing. 
exactly right. But he's going to be exactly what he was last week. Yeah, and that's, and that's what we need. He's part of the team. He's not the great... And I've said this before. He's yeah. not the greatest forward of the modern era and our and our best chance at a goal. He is the best forward of the modern era and a key component of our forward line. Yeah. And that, that's a very big difference there because our forward line has structure, right? It's got... It, it's just important that all those heads of the Hydra are firing at any one given time because they're threatening from anywhere and that's what makes us so great up forward. Boys, Eduardo Ringo. Eduardo here. Ringo, Eduardo the Ringo. man, the Con- Constant contributor. He is. Eduardo, who do you think is, is poised to be our most dangerous forward on the day? It's a toughie. Uh, it is. Haywood had a very quiet one. Always yeah. reliable for a goal. Yeah, Let lock us, him in for one. And make make him make it up for it. You think? Lock him in for one yeah. at least. But I think Heaney kicked yeah. five last time against the yes. Cats. Oh yeah. And Bud is hungry. Yeah. He Bud doesn't go around the year next year. He doesn't go. It's the year after. It's this year. We've lost two with him. This is it. Mm. Yeah. 100%. This is it, Eduardo. One hundred percent, buddy. But he's going to compete. He's going to go bang, boys. He wants this so so bad. And, and I'll tell you that who, would top off his career perfectly. He, his name's been mentioned a couple of times hey, in this, in no, this sorry, conversation. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. We win the flag. He's remembered as a swan, not a hawk. Yeah. Simple that as that. Facts. I yeah, think absolutely. you're right. I think you're right. He's almost there anyway. But yeah. this, think about it, lads, right? He gets this 10-year monster deal that no one saw coming. How many people in your life told you how ridiculous this was? How it wouldn't work? He'd retire halfway through. We'd never win a flag, whatever it was. How much of this shit did you hear? Ted, we're here in a premiership in year 10, and he's still playing high-level football. Elite, he's Unbelievable. 51 goals this year, Noah. I copped it so much, and I know you boys did too. I know all the faithful did that this was a ridiculous deal, but he has paid our club back in spades, and Saturday is the time to really show it was all worth it. It's a rubber stamping on the legacy. it is. It's always there, and it will be there, boys, but this is the rubber stamping on the legacy. Well, this is it, and and this is tailor-made for a guy who is... We talk about how Ryan Clark, there's, you know, maybe a little bit of Hollywood about him, but he doesn't play the role as such. Buddy Franklin does. Yeah, he is Hollywood. In the game, he is Hollywood. He is Buddy Buddy Franklin. Franklin. Wheeling out on the arc, just a little bit outside 50. He's showtime. This is Buddy Franklin. Franklin. 100%. Now, boys, I just want to talk about what I would say is the hardest matchup in the competition, and it's Isaac Heaney. He's kicked five against the Cats last time. He's All-Australian. He's had the season that we wanted from Isaac Heaney. Do you think he can come to the party on Saturday? Absolutely he can. This is a guy... I mean, he's probably hasn't had the impact that he would have wanted um, in of his late. final series, yeah. Uh, re- realistically, yeah. I mean, he's been, he's been good. He was pretty uh, good Nolan's, last week, to be no, fair. Yeah, but. he was, but... To his standards, and I think he'd hold his standards quite highly. Yeah, he hasn't had that wow moment. We yeah. know because we watch him closely. He hasn't had that wow moment. We know what I, he's capable of. I think it could be on Saturday. Yeah, oh, I hope so. We've been calling for it, right? And it, the qualifying final, he got his bloody elbow to the the nose and had a rushing blood through the nose. Hard to come back from Hard that. Hard to table. come back. It knocks you around. And then the qualifying final, I think he was very good. If, as we said yeah. on Tuesday. Tuesday. If he finished his goals, it was a massive game. If he kicked three goals and had 17, seven grabs, seven tackles or whatever it was, it's a, it's a massive game, right? Yeah. I do think he's 
struggled a little bit that he did he not look perfect against Collingwood he looked shaky and I thought it showed that we were a bit exposed in a way now yeah, I want to I'll say this with love it's all positive energies going yeah. into the grand final Pe- Peter Bedford we have we have Peter Bedford you are kidding me we who have, wants we to have, come on the podcast we have Peter Bedford we want to get him on the podcast where he's coming on I want to get he's him on, coming the on we have the absolute pleasure of being joined by Peter Bedford Brownlow medalist Sydney Swans best and fairest was a five times Peter five times it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure uh, Peter how are you feeling about this week mate well uh, quite quite excited Ebs you know uh, I think the boys the boys to this stage have done incredibly well probably exceeded expectations I think within the club although I don't know what that what actually was but uh, no and I, and I think irrespective of what happens on the weekend I think there's so much to look forward to uh, over the next four or five years, I think, yeah. oh. looking for. Without, without demographic, you know, the age group is fantastic. This is, this is really what we hope is just the start of a really, really special time in our, our fo- football club's history. Peter, um, I got told as I was growing up stories about you because my grandfather grew up uh, Page Street. Uh, no. I forget which street, but in Albert in, Park. In Albert Park. In Albert Park. Park. Cut, yeah. a, cut across Curford yeah, Road, yeah, Madison. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I put, there you go. Um, and he grew up. He grew up, obviously, idolising guys like like you. Uh, can you just take us back? I mean, I guess the transition from South Melbourne to Sydney. I know a lot of people weren't overly keen um, on the transition, but it seems like. You know, guys like Andrew Ireland and, uh, and Pridham have um, have really sort of made it whole again. Would it be fair to say? Oh no, absolutely, Madison. Uh, you know, as as a kid growing up in Port and Port and South Melbourne, my my two idols as as a youngster were Bobby Skilton and Richie Benno. Cause yeah. yeah. I I was probably a cricketer more than a footballer as a youngster, and. Uh, but uh, yeah, when when the club uh, moved to Sydney, there was there was a, I, I must admit there was a bit of angst within within the area uh, because it was like almost losing a family a family member. You I know? couldn't imagine. And uh, and of course, the keep south of south was in vogue, trying to keep the keep the club in Melbourne, uh, but we didn't realise uh, probably the parlour state of financially we're in. Yeah. And uh, the VFL approached a couple of committee members uh, who were susceptible to to that that move to Sydney and that. Yeah. So, but having said that, uh, although we're disappointed to leave South Melbourne, yeah. what's happened since has been unbelievable. It has. And as you mentioned, mentioned Madison, uh, Andrew Pritton, but... Uh, Richard Collis has been oh, instrumental. Richard Collis. Richard has been instrumental in uh, embracing the old South Melbourne uh, with the with the Sydney Swans, and uh, it's just been a, a fabulous uh, transition, really. And it's enabled the faithful, those who stuck to their guns and, yep. and barracked the red and white, yep. support the red and white, to actually see the team play on a weekend. 
through television and all that as well. Yeah, so well, for sure. 100%, Peter. Look, yeah. we've done a couple of interviews in the last couple of weeks. It's funny. We, we had Chad Warner on yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Your mum and dad are at the yeah, we were, we're, sorry, yeah, Anita. Gave her a big hug before. <laughs> Absolutely. And then yeah. we had Mickey O on. Oh, yeah. And the, one of the... the, the Blood's great, yeah, Mickey O. Exactly. exactly. Well, the, the, one of the questions that I, I love hearing from from the past players is, what does the blood spirit mean to you? Blood's Where, culture. How, how, do, how does it, the blood's culture, how does that make you feel? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I think uh, Brett, Brett Kirk was one of the early early ones who sort of uh, was instrumentally in... Uh, in developing this culture and that, and uh, it's just transitioned on with Luke Parker and and Josh Kennedy, obviously, and the likes of that, and uh, and others as well, yeah. Ebbs and Madison, and and uh, just to see the spirit of the group, the way they uh, the way they approach a game and that, you know, and and as I said, I think this year uh, it's been absolutely a, a fantastic year, and I think. Just looking at the demographic of the team, I yeah. think we have so much to look forward to oh, so yeah. in, a, in, a, in the next few years. And, and and it's team. funny, like I'm 30, Mads is 32, 33. 33. I'm, I'm a little bit older. I'm Are a little you? bit but older. You, you know, we, we've, you? We, <laughs> we've come into a, such a successful period of yeah. the club. We're very lucky. We're, we're very lucky, but we yeah. know so many blood supporters did it so yeah. hard for so long. My my grandma, my nan was a, a diehard blood, and yeah. you know she waited 72 years to see a flag. Yeah. Yeah. So Same you, with my we're, grandpa. We're absolutely yeah. blessed to what our side's doing, um, and it, it's just so good. And it, to be part of the blood's culture, it's it's second to none, and we just love the club. Oh no, exactly. And a, a great mate of mine is Shireen Daly. Shireen and her husband Mel. Mel grew up in Port Melbourne, where I live, but Shireen was uh, the person who uh, instituted the, the Go Bloods banner. Oh, yes. She's, yes. she's very prevalent oh, in Sydney she, supporter groups, oh, isn't she? She's yep. unbelievable, Madison. She uh, she just, uh, everybody just loves Shireen. And, uh, yep. and Shireen is a youngster. Uh, obviously followed South Melbourne and Jack Bassey Williams who was a, an old stalwart of the club played in that 45, 45 uh, bloodbath yep. uh, Jack used to take Shireen to the footy in oh, those there days you go. and I think in 1970 I think Shireen was only about 10 or 11 and uh, but she, her passion with the club is, uh, is uh, insurmountable and uh, so it's great to see those people. And I saw Nellie, Nellie Cooper, who's another member of the Go, Go Bloods, the Bloodsman. She turns, uh, I think she's about 93, and her oh. son, she's in her home and her son takes her to the matches. And that's oh, uh, so how there, good. there are people who followed our club for so long, and obviously up until the last, say, 20 years, we haven't sort of had a success we would like to have had, but now they're... Uh, they're burying the fruits of their labour, Steps. And they, they are, they are. They are burying the fruits of their labour. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Well, well, look. We, we might get a prediction from Peter. Yeah, we'll get a prediction. But, uh, we don't uh, want to take up too much of his time. No, all good, Madison. No, all good. Very no, valuable. I, uh, uh, Norm, Norm Smith. Norm Smith. Look, and, look, and how much we win by. Luke, Luke Parker. Luke Parker. Yeah, I agree and, there. And 
I'm, 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 I'm probably going to be a little bit egotistical here, but 11 points. 11, uh, yeah, I like 11, it. 11 was my uh, number. Tommy Papley's yeah. <laughs> number. So 11 points. I so. think you're being very subdued, Peter. I'm sort of I'm on the four or five big, goals. Um, I think we do. Big, big day for Tommy Papley. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. no. And uh, how fantastic was it? He, uh, he didn't sort of take the Carlton offer and... Decided to stay with the Swans. And, so uh, good. It's paid dividends, and, uh, Peter. Yeah. It's been great, Deb. Yeah, so good. So, yeah, so, well, really good. Peter, fantastic. thank you so no, much for coming on True no. Bloods. This is amazing. This is, uh, I'm pinching a, myself. We've got a, Peter Bedford on the podcast. And what a crowd we've got in the pub at the Rising Sun. How good, Sun, how you know? good is it? Unbelievable. How unbelievable. good is it? Up, yeah, up the Bloods and up the potty, hey, Peter. Bloody good on you. Bloody oath, Deb. Bloody oath, man. That's yeah, good. Thanks for coming, Pete. Good on you, Peter. Pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. We go from one special guest to another special guest. We have Mick Hickey, father of Tom Hickey. How are you, Mick? How's or, the day been for or you? God, as we as we like to call him. Yeah. Hey, look, mate, so so excited. Yeah. For Tom and the boys, yeah. just over the moon. It's can't tell you how excited I am, but super confident. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think I speak for everyone, and I know I've said this to you before, but we wish Tom had found the Swannies at least eight years ago. Um, can you can you, you give had us Mumford, mate? <laughs> I'd rather Hick, to be honest. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, how he felt the transition into the Swannies was? Uh, yeah, look, obviously different time of life. Eight years ago, he wasn't married, had no children, yep. whatever. So he was happy. He loved West Coast. Like He's the sort of kid that just goes somewhere, finds his place, does his bit. But when he wanted to get closer to home, West Coast did the right thing. They said, Tom, we'll, we want to look after you. We're family people. We want to look after you. We'll get you somewhere. Yeah. And his manager, lucky for him, Blooch, uh, was associated with the Swans and Brisbane so he could get him to the Swans yeah. second choice but hey he'll take that and uh, mate ever since he got there he's felt like he's at home he loves the town he loves the the time away and the anonymity of just being playing footy and then being a normal person during the week you know? yeah so yeah. no he's loved it from the minute he walked and the, in. and the boys of course well I think he went there and the young fellas really attracted to him as yep. in, and he, he used to have certain rituals he'd go through in that first series there to make sure that they all like he had different words different signs different hey hey you know what you're going to do today Errol he said yeah Tom I'm going to be the best on field today like, yeah. he had these little routines he'd go through yeah. and he absolutely loved that being part see, of it see that's an interesting it, thing you know. to hear it, it's all about connecting with your midfield right and, yeah. the, and the connection that Tom showed with the midfield over the past two years it's taken his game to a new level but it's taken our midfield's game to a new level and we're, we, we've been speaking about it today we we feel our midfield is the best in the competition and it's only going from strength to strength and Tom Hickey is probably the important cog to it because he's got that connection he's got that touch with the ball and he's he's executing on game day Mick yeah yeah look uh, the difference I saw in his game I followed him obviously all through his life the difference I've seen in his game is that he 
I think he knows someone's going to be there. If he does the hard work, yeah. he'll happy to get that handball out to someone run away from the contest. And he's got the footy now to, to pick who to hit. And I think, you know, I look at his stats, of course. I look at everything. I, I over-analyse everything. But I, in that... Against Melbourne, 82% disposal efficiency. You want your ruckman touching the ball if he can do that. And clearances. I think, I think Gorn, was, Gorn was 42 and the other, uh, Jackson was 26. Like, yeah. Like, who cares if they get 20 touches? You want them to get 20 touches. touches you know? yeah. Spot on. It's a good you know? point you make. And he, he's so damaging. His clearance work, his follow-up, his work rate, Nick. That's, uh, that's what sets him apart. And he's such an vital vital part to what we're going to do on Saturday. And it's a, it's just such a... So good to see a player like Tom Hickey finding his feet and finding... He's a journeyman. Let, let's be honest. He's, he's a journeyman. He's found his spot at Sydney. And he's executing on on game day and we just love what Tom's doing. Where do you get the work rate, mum or dad? Uh, I'm going to say we're both we both have been like hard workers all our life. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just your normal punters. We're no one special, mate. We're, oh, yes you are. He's Mick. the special on. one. He's the special one. But um, he knows and has learnt that if you don't put the effort in, you don't get the reward. Correct. Yeah, and he's known that because he's been there for 12 years slogging away uh, waiting to hope to be in the right place at the right time. And you know what? He's in the right well, place Mick, at the right time. Mick is about to win a flag. So, yeah, look, we won't take up any, any more, more of your time. time. We'll get a quick prediction from you, Mick. Who is the Norm Smith medalist and how much do we win by? I reckon we win by 20. Yep, I'm with you. And I think Tom's going to be unlucky. Yeah. He'll probably miss out on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go Heaney. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's due to rip the head off again. We're with you. But thanks so much, Mick, for coming on. Thanks, we appreciate Mick. your time. Thanks, boys. Thanks, mate. Good All on you. What a pleasure that was. Pete, How good. Peter, it's unbelievable. Peter Bedford and Mick Hickey. Like, who would have thought? That is, that's elite. Dudes. There are no two people I'd want on the podcast more than Mick Hickey and Peter Bedford. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Found them wandering around at the Rising Sun Hotel. I'll tell you what, Uncle Rod will be jealous that you've met Peter Bedford. Yeah, he will be. Got pictures of it and everything. There's proof. And look, while I was a touch jealous, I wasn't part of the interviews. I'm now using the mic and headset of both Mick Hickey <laughs> and Peter Bedford. How so you done, mate? now I'm How sure you guys you are jealous. We are. We are, mate. <laughs> but boys, we have a grand final to play on Saturday. It's uh, it's crazy to think where we've come from after that Essendon loss. I've never copped so much shit more in my life. You go to the footy expecting to win. Exactly right. Not too often that doesn't happen, and that ended up being the catalyst for our win. It was the real turning point, wasn't it? It, it was. I mean, and that I, I think... You know, often you need you need a reality check, you need a wake-up call like that to say, hey, that is not the way we play. That's that's we know we have so much more potential than that. Yeah. Let's put that aside and let's actually get cracking. Let's actually go, Debo. Let's actually go and, and, and we came go. on the pod and we said we just 
have to, to keep, keep winning. winning. Absolutely. And you know what, Noah? We haven't lost. We have not then. lost. It's been yeah. unbelievable. Benny mentioned it last week. He gave yeah. you guys that credit. Not yeah. last week. It was on the last pod. Yeah. Apologies. I'm forgetting that this is a, a tri-series <laughs> a of trilogy. Trilogy. Number three. Um, yeah. 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 It was, and, and they've done it. They've absolutely done it. They've won every single game since, and we are on a roll. I, I, can't, I actually can't understand how. Well, how this is happening. It's all. It's I, all perfect, lads. I can, mate, because since that point, and since we started this, since I've been on this pod, yeah. sort of, you know, two, three years now, there, there was a bit of. You didn't. We didn't have the continuity in our game, but the last two years, we saw it last year. We saw how good our best was last year, and it. We just fell short. We had a bad game, and we didn't execute right. Yeah. But that was the catalyst. That's what started this momentum that we have this year. Yeah. It's a big body of water. It is. There's tectonic plate movements, faithful. Shift. And the Absolutely. tsunami is going to go bang on the weekend. On the weekend, it will. Swannies are going to win by four goals. Four goals. We get it done. We're the be- our best is the best in the competition. We've got the Hydra. You've got your buddy Franklins. You've got your Isaac Heaney's. You've got Tommy mate, Papley mate, running around. Mate, mate. Robbie Fox. Robbie Fox playing roles, getting it done. How good's he been since he's come into Elite. the side? Unbelievable. Elite. This yeah. is a guy, Noah, yeah, who mate. was a substitute teacher. Wow. He was a substitute teacher. teacher at Paddington Primary. Ooh. And you better believe they've been going berserk this week, I'll yeah. tell you that. Oh, mate. absolutely. Look, I'll, I'll jump in and I, I want to sort of express that I think what is really the difference this year. Yep. I think some of that footy we played last year looked better at times, but it lacked an identity and it lacked a structure and system that we have found since that Essendon loss. Yep. And it's been something that Horse, the rest of the coaches and the players have been tinkering at all year to try and get it right. For there sure. was clearly issues in the back line. There was you know, issues with effort and structure and it's all come together. We're now running hard. We're running in a, in a way that prevents teams from doing what they want to do. Yeah. And we thrive amongst this chaos. We really, And I just think that this system that we have... Sorry, There lads, it goes, the voice. There it goes, the voice. This system that we have is going to be the difference against Geelong. Yeah. I think so. It's... It's so crucial, even in the moments where we're down. You see it against Collingwood. That pressure that we applied early, while we weren't able to sustain it across the entire match, it created turnovers, unforced turnovers later on because Collingwood was tired. Because of that pressure that we were able to put on, that's going to be the difference for mine, lads. For yours, Noah. And look, for for that reason, I think I'll I'll jump into my little prediction here. I still think we only get the job done by five points. It's going to be a nail-biter. This is going to be an excellent grand final. But I wholeheartedly believe we can win this. Well, I'll give you my... Before we go to Matt, one one invitation to the party. One invitation, yes. One, who are you giving it to? It is... Look, this is not to blow smoke up the arse of uh, Mick Hickey, who's just been here. But I love that... I love the role that Tom plays for us. Huge, man. He's... So important. And he's, he represents a group of players amongst the Swans, but also around the league of guys that are able to rejuvenate their careers yeah. by using what's between their ears. 100%. Not because they're a flashy athlete, not because they can do stuff that looks great, because they play with their heads, they work hard, and ultimately contribute to a team. And 
I, and I just think that Tom Hickey is going to be our most that's important a, player. That, that's a great invitation, to, 100%. To me, Tom Hickey embodies and personifies Blood's culture. Yeah. This guy, as we, we, just had a, we just had a chat to Mick Hickey. This is a journeyman. This is your garden variety journeyman who yeah. has slogged away through four clubs in four states, and this is his moment now. His moment, this, man. this is the culmination of everything he's worked hey, towards. 10 years work, 12 years work. However, what I will say is we, we're going to win a close one. I think it'll be about five or six points. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you with me? But the thing is, if it's close, no Wait. matter... No matter Who's up, who's down? If it's close in the final quarter, we win. Yeah. We are the fittest side in the comp. I'm quite confident of that. I had um, a colleague who's a Collingwood supporter who sort of said to me, well, we, we almost overran you. That's not what happened at all. No, nah, it's was the way no, we play. It wasn't about yeah. legs. It wasn't about legs. I have never been more confident in our fitness. And yeah. do you know who I think? I honestly think that is something where Geelong could be exposed. Yeah, Vulnerable. I like that. Yeah. And, and we just need to... Literally, it's nothing the same. We were speaking to Chad Warner's mum, Anita, before. I don't know where she is. Shout out, but Anita. But she said that Chad is it's just like any other game it might as well be round 11 yeah. it's the same process the same systems everything yeah. is just BAU business as usual absolutely and, and that's what I, I think Davis and I felt inherently comforted from like hearing that. that huge to know that oh, of course. a young player like Chad Warner it's just another game to him and he's been so calm this week it speaks volumes to me but boys now I, I just oh. I just quickly want to get a uh, I just quickly want to get a prediction from Jake Colin, Colin McGuire, McGuire, a, uh, a well-known contributor. No, known for his music prowess on this podcast. No, there's no, he hasn't brought any any sort of um, any sort of musical equipment. But what is your prediction? Who is your Norm Smith, Smith? and how much do we win by? Well, I, obviously a Swanee's win. That's just without a doubt. By, yeah. by how far? I think it'll be close. Less than a, I reckon less than a couple of goals. And if anyone says anyone else other than Noodles, they're a fucking Chad. idiot. Noodles. <laughs> noodles. Chad you know, to go back. Chad Warner. The guy who was superbly better than the completely forgettable Mild Bergman. Right? Yeah. We completely know that. <laughs> yeah, but, huge, um, But I just wanted to say on a separate note, I've spoken to Maggie about it, but I really wanted to say thank you. This year has been um, a real rough year. Yeah. Last 12 months. Like you know, I've lost a couple of close mates, and um, just having something to look forward to. Besides, obviously, going home to my kids, which is nice enough most of the time. But um, having something to look forward to every Wednesday is really just get my head above the tsunami, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, so I just wanted to say thank you to oh, mate, you guys. That's unreal, Jason. So much shaky. That, that's Benny, whoever the fuck he is. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, that, that, that's thank why you, we. Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. We do, we really mate. Do. Thanks very Love much. Love the community shaky. that's come. Yeah. This, don't it we? Has, like, we do. That's why yeah. we do it, mate. That's why we do it. But we're. Ooh. Well, look. Thanks for the words, Jakey. Thanks for the words. Appreciate it. Good on you. Mate, come I'll, I've got one invitation to give well, out. Who's your invitation? Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. And I haven't called for this man all year. But he has a dead set, massive job to do on the weekend. And yeah. the invitation goes out to Dane Rampey, oh, the captain of the club. The great Dane Dane. I like that. I really Rampey like that. Rampey has to take care of Jeremy Cameron. I'm telling you now, yeah. he goes there, he gets the job done, and Cameron does not have the influence he wants to. He's our skipper. He leads by example. The boys love him. 
Dane Rampy to come to the party, boys. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I really like As it. Because we keep talking about it. If he's not seen or heard, he's doing a good job. Yeah. But I want him to be seen and heard, Dable. Yeah. 100%. He deserves it. And I, I, feel, I think just quietly he might be the one holding up the cup. You reckon? I think it could be Ramps. Could be Ramps. You reckon? But, but boys, does that just about wrap us I up? I reckon it does just about it wrap does. us it's up. Been just, good. just quickly, though. Yep. Just quickly. We have got um here. I'll give we you my got, headset. We Flat have got the elder statesman. The elder statesman, the OG, Tommy Flanagan. He's at the Rising Sun with the boys. How are you, Tommy? Oh, boys, couldn't be better. What a time to be alive. What a time to be as well. This? this is unbelievable. How We've got hundreds of red and white fans packed into the Rising Sun, the, the official pub of the Swans down in Victoria and Melbourne. It's just incredible to be here and see this atmosphere. And is it your first podcast? Talk into the microphone. Got to get real close with the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the no, loudness you're in right. here. right. Yeah, it's pretty loud in here, so... Lips right on the mic, but so good, well, Tommy. Now. We were we were just wrapping up, but just quickly, prediction and Norm Smith. Uh, prediction is the Swannies to come and come out and do what they've been doing for the last three months and just put on a blistering performance. All cogs firing. Swannies by thirty-eight yes, points. Yes. Buddy to kick six on what? Cole Jasney or Henry? Who are they? Yeah. <laughs> Buddy's going to kick six. And He's going to win the norm. Yes. He's going to win the norm. The big oh, to win the norm. I love it. That's huge from oh. Tommy Flanagan. Well, look. This has Th- been this has true been bloods. This has been. Everyone. This has been, been true bloods. The number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Speaking words of wisdom at the Swannies. Go the Swannies. Go get them, boys. Go get them, boys. Let's go.